This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Pat Volk, financial advisor of Abish Financial Services. And I'm Heather Branch here asking Pat for ideas on the things you can be working on now to better prepare for your financial future. TheRetirementKey.com is where you can go to begin the conversation with Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial Services. Of course, we also have links posted in our show notes, so you can just click there or again, find us at TheRetirementKey.com. Calm. All right. Another day, another silly test that we can put upon ourselves to <laughs> determine how healthy we are or are not in this life. I actually, I enjoy them. I think you got to take all of them with a grain of salt when they, you, you read online, you know, a little physical thing you can do right then. I, I love them. Yeah. And actually, this is one that I do. You do? Yes. I, I don't do it exactly. I do. I stand on one leg and I actually make certain I tie my shoe. Like I'll stand on one foot tie my shoe, put the other foot down, tie the other shoe. So do you, do you, okay, wait a minute. Do you bend over to the floor to tie your shoe or do you nope. pull your knee I up pull to my your knee chest? Up. I pull my knee up, not up to my chest. Like I kind of but tuck. But you hold but your leg up. I have respect. That is a lot of balancing skill right there, sir. And the reason I did it was because of this. Okay. I read and they're like, oh, if you balance. And I'm like, well, when else am I going to learn how to balance? I might as well do it now. The whole thing about balance, especially as we get older, is such a real thing. It's like as you get older, you do not want to fall. And the best way to prevent falling is to make sure you have good balance. Yeah. And it's funny. It took like a week. And now I'm really now good. Now you're good at it? <laughs> yeah. but, here's the, but here's the thing. I love it. It only took a week. So everybody <laughs> only a week. take note that, you know, if you start now in a week, you too can prove yourself more longevity. Like all, all the all the falling and clothes racks coming down in the closet for the first <laughs> week. Yeah. Brenda had to live with that for a while. Sweaters everywhere. Exactly. Walks, your wife walks into the closet. What happened here? What is going on? It was a balance. It's for health. It's okay. You want me to live a long right. time. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to live longer. Um, so uh, researchers in Brazil created a simple test to help predict your mortality risk. So this test, it says you have to stand on one leg with the other leg. T- so I guess you kind of tuck your foot up behind your knee. Yep. So you balance like that. And then you hold your arms out at your side. And the baseline is to be able to do it for 10 seconds. And they claim that the longer you do this... The longer you will live, there's all different kinds of tests. I was saying, have you heard about the grip test? That's supposed to be another one yes. that's supposed to tell about your, your strength yeah. and mortality. Yeah. Uh, you could you could look these up online, physical tests to show how long you will live and you will find a whole, you will be set for a year. But the idea of understanding how long we're going to live is one, I mean, if we could all have a crystal ball, it would make the retirement planning process a lot easier. What we need to do is have a plan that, adds insurance, right? That allows us to, yeah. to to be go into all of this without knowing when our end line is, without knowing we're going to cross the finish line to know that we'll get there and we will still be in a good place financially. So that's the conversation I want to have with you right now. What test do you run? Yeah. Well, first thing I would just want to maybe place everything into the understanding that even these little silly tests, granted, they do make a point. You okay. know, if somebody is in better health, they're probably going to live longer. Yeah. That doesn't account for everything, though. Right. We're, you know, to your point, we don't have a crystal ball. So any type of stress test that we're doing, mm-hmm. it's just a model. It is not reality. It's just giving us another data set saying if these things occur, this is what it would look like. Mm-hmm. We just don't know if those things are going to occur. So when we are looking at a retirement plan, oftentimes we're trying to say, what is a reasonable assumption for inflation? What is a reasonable assumption for rate of return? Mm-hmm. What about deviation? 
we're not going to earn six to eight percent every single year. Some years you may earn 16 percent. Another year you may lose four percent. So by running, say, the Monte Carlo analysis, I know it sounds like gambling. Okay, so, okay, that's a big word, and people will throw that word around. What yep. is, what, when somebody says Monte Carlo analysis, what does that mean? It's exactly what I was speaking of. What they'll do is they'll take the sum of money that you have accumulated for retirement, and mm-hmm. let's just keep this very simple, yeah. and I'm going to remove Social Security or pensions. Okay. Obviously, we want to take those into account. But just for this example, we would take a million dollars, invest it, and assume a rate of return, perhaps 6%. Okay. However, we're not going to give you a 6% return every year. We're going to put a standard deviation on it. So we may have a standard deviation of 10%. Let's explain that. Yeah. That solely means two-thirds of the time you could be above 6% by 10, maybe going up to 16%, Mm -hmm. or you could be below 6% by 10, maybe a negative 4%. Okay. So you're going to receive an average over the long term of six, but sometimes two thirds of the time you could have been up somewhere from six to 16 Mm -hmm. or anywhere from six to negative four. The other third of the time you could have returned above 16 or maybe even below negative four. So it gives us a path of like, think of almost you're throwing a baseball down a hallway. Maybe some of them go through the ceiling, some of them go through the floor, but the majority of them hit the back wall. Okay, That's what the Monte Carlo is doing and saying, how long, if we're taking distributions on this volatile portfolio, should the dollars last? And it runs maybe around a thousand scenarios. Okay, And some of them are gonna bottom out, some of them are gonna look positive beyond reality, but the majority will show you a path. And that's generally where we like to see 80% probability of success, typically bringing people out to around their 95th birthday. Okay, got it. It just gives us another number, meaning if things are in this pattern, yes, this is the way that it should go. Uh, If things deviate beyond the norm, Yeah, this is why we're meeting with our clients four times a year. Mm -hmm. In case something does happen anomalous, we may be able to sit down and make adjustments to get the plan back on track. Okay. All right. So the idea of this quote unquote Monte Carlo analysis, that's one type of test that we can- There There are gap analyses, which are really very basic. How much do you have? How much are you spending? How long will it last at a given rate of return? Okay. Very, very basic. You could also go back- and just look at history and say, if I invested in 1970 and I kept up a pattern like this, what would have happened Mm -hmm. from, say, 1970 until 95? Mm -hmm. You can do things like that. The Monte Carlo, I like that because some of the assumptions are based on history. And we're just saying we know history isn't going to be linear. We're just throwing a deviation and then saying, even with the deviation, are you going to succeed? Okay. And if it looks like it's good, yeah, we're going to take that path. Okay. You talked about a gap analysis. Is that the Mm -hmm. idea of looking at where you are and then determining, finding the gap of where you would fall short and then planning from there? That's exactly it. So I have a million dollars. I'm trying to provide myself $60,000 a year. Well, that might be a little bit high. So maybe we want to, you know, start reallocating into some income producing assets such as dividends uh, or maybe some other insurance products and then maybe looking at some other diversified portfolios, you know, to perhaps boost the return, to lower the risk, to increase the amount of income that we can squeeze from a portfolio. Okay. Okay. So let's role play here. 
thinking about all of the, uh, there are so many tests that we can do on our retirement savings. So let's say I'm getting ready to retire. Fast forward, I'm 60 years old. I'm thinking about retiring at the age 65. I had the branch come to you, Pat Volk at Abish Financial Services. I say, I've saved a million dollars. What tests are you going to do? How is it going to go? Well, the first test I am going to bring you through is what's just called a risk tolerance test. How much risk are you willing to take in the market? Mm -hmm. And I want to know how familiar are you with the market? Do you know what a stock is? Do you know what a bond is? Do you know what a mutual fund is? Do you Mm -hmm. know what an ETF is? I want to have a little bit of an understanding of your knowledge base. Uh, And I have folks that look at me and say, Pat, I could care less what a mutual fund is. I really don't know. I just see dollars on my statement. Right, right. And then I have other individuals who are probably out, you know, running various option strategies. (laughs) So, Uh you know, the degree of sophistication, we need to find that out. The other questions that are going to come up in a risk tolerance is what if the market did lose money? Are you comfortable losing money? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's again, we're trying to determine how much risk we can put into the portfolio. Because if somebody cannot take risk, it means they don't want to lose money. And that comes, it's a double-edged sword. You don't want to lose money, but you're probably not going to make a whole lot. Right. And if we need to start now, Heather, I would say, how much income do you think you need, Heather? Mm -hmm. Now we have to put the things together. How conservative or how aggressive? how much income, and how can we get the portfolio to meet what your risk needs are, yet also fulfill what your income needs are. Okay. And sometimes that's a difficult conversation. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to necessarily put the money in the refrigerator and say, I'm going to live off, you know, a million dollars. I'm going to pay myself $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Well, 10 years from now, you'll have a problem on your mm-hmm. hands. So this is really where you need to run these types of reports to say, what can happen? I want somebody to counsel me along the way. I want somebody to be able to say, you know what, maybe we want to make a little move here. Maybe we want to take income from this area, or maybe we can squeeze more from one part of your portfolio than from another part of the portfolio. Mm-hmm. This is These are all the topics we go through with our clients. I had a client a good number of years ago, and he was convinced he wasn't going to be able to afford to retire. Mm. Uh, he just had this vision, like he thought he needed to save X amount of dollars, And we actually sat down and discovered a secondary pension he never knew he had. He had a deferred compensation plan, and it wasn't a regular pension. It was only going to pay him up until, I think, age 70 or so. Okay. But as soon as we were able to put the numbers together and build out a full cash flow, he realized he could retire immediately. So he came in saying, I don't know if I'll ever retire too. Yes. And because of these these tests that you run, these these And we ran the math and we looked at it and he said, Holy crow. (laughs) And now his biggest problem was going home and telling his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Which was hilarious. Why is that a big problem? I think that would be great news. I don't think Annie wanted him around. (laughs) (laughs) She liked him around the house after work. Right. She needed her day to herself, please. No, but it was really very enlightening because he came in assuming so much, but he never ran any numbers. Yeah. He just had an assumption. Yeah. And then when we really went through all these tests, discovered how much risk, where the, all the sources are, it kind of dawned on him. And it he didn't retire immediately. He retired within the year, though. Got it. Uh, but it was really a very nice story to see. Changed somebody's life. 
What is it with us? Is it the whole, like, we are, at the end of the day, we're all just adult children. We're children in adults' bodies walking around. We're afraid of testing ourselves and of testing our money. It's like this whole thing, back, it takes you back to elementary school. You're afraid of the history test that you didn't study for, you know? It, that Well, that's ultimately yeah, it. Yeah. It's, you know, oftentimes people feel things are always going to continue to be normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I There's a great book I read, You're Not as Smart as You Think You Are. I think was the name of the book. Uh And there's actually a very interesting story where there um, are a group of people that are involved in an accident and they could have easily removed themselves from the scene, but they didn't. They stayed where they were. And a lot of them died from smoke uh, exposure, Hmm. mainly because they could not adjust to the fact that things had just changed in a mere second. Mm -hmm. They thought everything was fine. A tragedy occurred and they were not able to adjust. And those people that survived, they said they actually walked out and they saw people just staring that they could not. Their brain did not adjust to the fact of what was happening. Hmm. And that's an extreme example. But we live that way. Yeah. You know, how many things do you have in the back of your mind that are itching away that, you know, you got to take care of? And you're like, well, it hasn't bothered me yet. And you put it off and you put it off and you put it off. Problems don't self-resolve. Yeah. I think that when it comes to our finances and figuring out our retirement plan, a lot of that just begins because people don't know where to go to get some help. To They don't. To and a lot out. of times there is fear, like, I don't want to go to somebody who's going to try to rip me off right. or this or that. We get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always say, you know, it's a real confidence zone that we build around when we meet with our clients. Uh, I never force somebody to say, you have to do this. I'm here to help you. Whether you want to work with me or not, I want to do the right thing. I want to put you in the right direction. As is the entire team at Abish Financial Services. And also, this is why they offer a complimentary second opinion. So you can kind of, the pressure's off. You can just come in. They can do these tests, run these reports on your savings and investments. They offer these second opinions complimentary when you've already saved $500,000 or more. So really, no pressure zone. Just looking to help you understand where you are. Hopefully reveal to you some really good news. The idea of testing your retirement savings, it's not a bad thing. In fact, for the majority of us, it's its a critical thing to do heading into your retirement years. And that's what Pat and the entire team at Avish Financial can do for you. So begin the conversation today. You can visit us at theretirementkey.com. Of course, we have links posted in the show notes. Or again, visit us at theretirementkey.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast. Be sure to listen to the Retirement Key Radio Show, Saturdays and Sundays on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abish Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 12782. Zero.